Mogul Motivation, educating and empowering entrepreneurs one week at a time. Presented by True Stories Media. And I am your host, Antoine Twiz Taylor. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Mogul Motivation. I'm happy that you're back again. This is our second Monday conversation. And this week, I'm delighted to have Dr. Clarence Lee Jr. on the podcast with me today. He is a renowned speaker and author, and he's going to share some knowledge and value with us today. Dr. Lee, thank you for joining me today. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Looking forward to uh, to dropping some value bombs, and uh, hopefully we'll have an eventful time. Yes, yes. So, Dr. Lee, can you just please, let's, let's just start from the beginning. Um, how did you get called into entrepreneurship? What actually brought you to where you are right now? Wow. Okay. So I'll make the, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the short, the quick short version. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I'm from originally from Kansas city, Missouri and, uh, started off, uh, I had a really big passion for basketball. So, uh, went, went, went play basketball in college and, uh, decided that NBA wasn't knocking down my door. So I wanted to do medicine. Okay. Uh, so I started trying to get into medical school and I found it was very, very difficult for me. So I applied to medical school over 500 times. Um, I applied for about five years straight, it took me about five years to get in. And, um, the moment uh, that I crossed the stage and I graduated and I, I made myself a doctor, um, that kind of opened the windows for what was possible for my life because I never really, I, I didn't really come from a lot. And so no one had a four-year college degree. No one played sports. No one was in the military. So I was kind of the trailblazer on a lot of levels uh, for my family. And so the moment, the, becoming the doctor was like the, the, like the guru thing for me. And when that happened for me, it just opened up my eyes. I said, well, what else can I do? So I started my entrepreneurship journey actually right at the end of medical school. I was working, I mean, when you're when you're on certain rotations and in residency, it's it's crazy. So you're at the hospital all the time. So I'm, I'm, I had been up for about 36 hours. Uh, I hadn't seen my family, hadn't talked to anybody. And I asked myself, you know, what, what am I doing? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be successful, I'm, I'm, I'm hustling. But if I have to sacrifice my entire life, I don't get to spend time with my kids. I don't get to see my wife. Is it really worth it? Right. And so mm-hmm. I started thinking about uh, other ways that I could bring value to the world. And I said, well, if if there, if I were to do anything, what would I do? And uh, I started speaking and I, I started a mentoring program. And from there, I started speaking, kept getting, getting asked to speak. Uh, and I said, man, I got a business. And asked if I wrote, I wrote a book and now I do seminars, um, and do coaching. So it's, um, it, it's been, it's been quite a journey. That's beautiful. And you know, it's, it's interesting. You say that you apply at the medical school, you said five straight years. Yeah. So five. it took me five years to get in. Wow. And, uh, yeah. So it, I learned so much, uh, from that time about persistence and it's actually the, the, the name of my, my next book that's coming out is Persist, How to Beat the Things That Make Us Quit. But as I, you know, as I kept going up against these kind of admission boards trying to figure out how I could accomplish what I want to accomplish, just the mindset and the psychology of that uh, just kind of taught me how to, how to keep going in the face of pretty much any obstacle. And, and that's really at the root of entrepreneurship. Yes, sir. 
and and because I have a similar story, you know, I I tried to apply to film school. I wanted to pursue my MFA after I graduated from undergrad, and I applied to film school twice. I actually applied prior to me graduating from undergrad, and I got denied. Then I applied the following year, and I got denied. So I definitely understand that frustration, and it's usually in those moments where, you know, we start to think outside of the box. You know what I mean? Because I wanted to pursue my career in, you know, production and producing, and I thought that I needed film school. But once I got that door shut in my face, you know, I say, you know what, forget this, I'm going to make my own door. I'm going to create my own way, my own path. And that's basically what I did, and that, and I see that's what you did. You you ultimately did get into medical school. And what what um type of med- medicine did you practice specifically? So uh, I'm still practicing actually. Okay. I, I still practice part time, and uh, so I trained in general surgery originally when I got out, and and from there I um I joined I joined the Air Force before medical school. So I'm gonna back up. I say I joined the military. Um, I took their health profession scholarship program and I, I joined the Air Force. So when I got out, I started training in general surgery. And um, this was kind of when I started realizing that the, the lifestyle wasn't what I wanted for myself. And so a recruiter came and uh, asked uh, asked us if we would be interested, asked the surgery trainees if they'd be interested in learning how to fly a jet. And I said, boom, I'm, I'm in. Um, and so I went to the uh, School of Aerospace Medicine and I I ended up practicing aerospace medicine or occupational medicine, and that's what I do now. Interesting. So you you pretty much been um you've been around you so you you didn't did, did medicine, you didn't flew jets, and now yeah. you're an entrepreneur. That's that's a lot of accomplishments <laughs> in your life. Yes. You know you definitely um been through a lot of things, and you you kept that perseverance. Can you tell us more about basically how what 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 was your breaking point when you said that, you know, you said, what was you, what was you doing? You were spending so much time doing medicine, right? Yeah. And then basically it seems as if you wanted that freedom, that freedom to do whatever you want, to spend time with your family when you wanted, to do whatever you wanted. At what point did you say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do? So this is what pushed you to the entrepreneurship. But at what point did you say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do, and this is how I'm going to do it? How did you go through that thought process? So it, it absolutely started off with this idea of, of uh, freedom, uh, time freedom is specifically what I wanted. And, um, you know, being in the military, you you don't make a lot of choices about how you're going to spend your time, and let alone where you're going to live and all that stuff. But uh, time is really taken from you. So if, you, if orders drop, you got to go. So if there's no discussion. It's yes, sir. We're about to make this happen. And so coming from the military and the medicine training, I really was primed, <laughs> if you will, to want to control my time. Yeah. And so when, when I got out, so I, I've, been out of, I've been out of the military almost two years now, um, and I started my company while I was still in. But really what the, point, what the breaking point was for me was I've got three children. And uh-huh. the, break, the, the, the breaking point was when I was out of the military, quote unquote, I have control of my time and I'm still seeing patients seven days a week because I'm trying to get it because I'm, I'm a hustler. Right. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, there's got to be a better way than for me seeing patients seven days a week. And my wife's like, wow, I don't see you 
I saw you more when you were in the military. Now you're working all the time. What, what's going on? And so the breaking point was me for me was, you know, realizing that it's too much to sacrifice. There's got to be a better way. And where am I talented? Number one, uh, what comes natural to me? And what type of work would I say absolutely matters to me that that's what I want to do every single day? I loved medicine, but I love personal development and empowerment a whole lot more. So that's that's kind of how I made the decision was really my children and my family, man, was just realizing that, you know what, they're more important than um, than, than, than the money that I'm making seeing, seeing patients seven days a week. So that leap of faith... Um... That's a huge leap of faith right there, you know, when somebody has a family. You know, I don't I don't have any kids. I'm not married. Um, so someone like me would have a lot more flexibility, you would think, to do something like that. But right. in your case, you're married, you have kids, you're in your career. For you to really take that leap of faith, that takes a lot of courage. And a lot of people are afraid to take that leap of faith. What would you say to someone who, you know, wants to make that leap, but they're afraid? Here's, here's the... One, number one, I have I have an amazing, beautiful, supportive wife, and she is the main reason I'm able to do this because I went to her and I said, "Hey, babe, you know this is what I'm trying to do. Um, you know we're gonna we're gonna take a hit in in the money when this first starts off. Um, I'm gonna cut back seeing patients to put more time into something that's not guaranteed, bringing money in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, number one, the support system it was absolutely critical." But the second thing I would say is, listen, you only live one life. And so for me, the, the, how I convinced myself was that I wasn't going to take plan B for my whole life. Yeah. So I, I only get one chance. I only get one shot. And I'm not, I don't, I don't want to get to the end of this road and say, well, you know what? Uh, all these things happen, and so I was really passionate about this, but then I had kids, and I had a family, so I had to take care of this, and I had to take care of that, and I wasn't really able to live my dream. I didn't want to get to the end of my life and that be my story. And, and no honestly, that, that was the story of most of the people in my family. That was their story. They would tell me, oh, yeah, well, I was really into such and such, but, you know, such and such happened, and I wasn't able to do it. So I would say, one, think about if you want to compromise for your entire life – and then the third thing I would say is if you have kids, and for me, obviously, my children are a huge, huge part of my drive, part of my why. But, you know, I look at my kids in the, in, in the face and say, you can do anything you want with your life. You can live your dreams. And if I'm not the first example that they see of that, that hurts my credibility. So I can't tell them. I can't look them straight in their eye and say they can do whatever they want. They can live their dream if I'm not doing it myself. That's powerful. That's powerful. That's powerful. You, I believe that majority of the dreams on this earth are at the cemetery because so many people are afraid to really go after what they do. And like you say, you only have one life. There is no reset button. Um, and that's one thing that I try to practice in my life as well. You know, I refuse to really become older and older and not do what I really want to do. You know, that's why I really went after my business at an early age. And follow my dreams because I feel so strongly about it. And I'm younger than you, um, but there's so many people in my age group that I see every day, and it's like they're already killing themselves. They're already killing their dreams spiritually, and I hate to see that. And and I try my best to really motivate them myself. But you know, 
the reality is entrepreneurship is dark. I mean, I'm sure you know that. I'm sure you know that, you know, you've um, experienced a lot more things than I have on your journey, I'm sure. Um, but it's dark, and, and, it's, and it's one of those things where we have to go through that darkness if we really want to see the light and, you know, live the life that we always want. And, and it's not, I, th- I think what turns many people away is that they think that it's going to be a cakewalk. And it's actually the exact opposite. And I'll explain it to you this way. If you do a traditional career path, say you go to school, you're going to go into a, a, a specific uh, career field, you're going to pick this major, and then you go out into this specific industry. Well, here is the thing with that. And I love school. I'm a proponent of education. If I hadn't went to school, I would not have advanced anywhere. But the idea is that you want to be in your lane. You want to do what you're passionate about, not what's a hot career uh, field at the time, if you will. Okay, so here's the thing. A lot of people turn away because they think it's going to be easy. When it's act- it's in fact going to be the exact opposite. It's going to be the hardest thing that you're going to do. Yeah. It's going to be the hardest thing. It's going to take the most guts from you to create your vision in your life opposed to following some path that's been laid out for you. And so if you think about it, if somebody has already figured out everything that you need to learn, fo- follow me with this. <laughs> if somebody has already figured out an entire curriculum uh, an entire curricular path of everything that you need to learn to 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 make to bring value in in the world. So they say, oh well, you need this biology degree, and then you got to go to school, and you got to learn this, and you got to learn that. Where in the world is there anything uh, uh, personal or anything passionate that, that that that's involved in your path when everything's been laid out for you? It's the same exact thing when you're in an organizational structure, and it's it's not for everybody. Entrepreneurship's not for everybody. But at the end of the day, each person has gifts. They've been given those gifts for a specific reason. And it's your choice to give those gifts to the world or to put them on the back burner and and, and follow the path that somebody's already laid out for you. Yes. Yep, absolutely. It's all about creating the framework of your life. You want to create the, the framework for your own life and live your life the way you want to live it. And and it, it's and you know my my thing and it's why I, I you know I, that's why I wrote my, my 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 second book my first book I was pretty much an inspirational memoir about my life but the second one is I'm really really excited about persist how to beat the things that make us quit and in that book I talk about every excuse that <clears throat> most people in my life or that I have done from learned from my research that holds what would that hold people back. And so the first thing we've already been talking about is fear. That's the first chapter. Fear is probably the biggest one. When I ask people why why aren't you living your dream, the first thing they tell me is either I'm I'm scared. I don't I'm 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 really scared that I'm not enough. I don't know how to do it. And self doubt's probably the next thing. You know, people lacking that confidence within themselves. And so those two things are huge. You know, those absolute two things are huge. Being able to help yourself get over your fears. And in the book, I write an entire, I call it creating a fear curriculum for yourself. And it can start with small things because you don't want your entire life, your fear to put your entire life in a box. And so the sooner you start addressing your fears, even if it's small things like public speaking or, you know, I don't know, dancing in public, anything, mm-hmm. you know, the, the more tolerance you gain for criticism uh, from others, the better you're going to be in entrepreneurship. Yes. Yes. Embrace the hate. That's pretty much what you have to do. You have to accept the fact that not everyone is going to like you. 
Not everyone is going to agree with you. Not everyone is going to support you. Um, that's one thing that a lot of us have to learn, especially as, as young entrepreneurs in this social media era where we believe um, you have to please everyone, you have to post things, and, you know, we expect friends and family to automatically, you know, purchase our product, our service, or, you know, our following or follow our um, movement. It's not going to happen that way. And I think that alone feeds that fear and that self-doubt. You know what I mean? It, it, it basically makes us think that what we're doing is not right. And we just have to go back to working wherever we're working, continue to do our job. And next thing you know, we look up, we're 60, we're 70 years old. And our life is gone. Like you said, you only get one life. Here, here's how I look at it. These are kind of the, the, the framework that I put of what makes people quit or give up. So you've got, you've just got your thinking, like the thoughts that you hold. And those are things where I'm fearful or um, I'm, I'm doubting myself or I don't have motivation. Those are kind of the thinking type of things that make people quit. Um, next thing are resources. A lot of people feel like they need something else. So I mean by that, it means that I need more experience or I need more money or I need to learn more. So there's always going to be something a person feels like they need more of. So if it's not faulty thinking or a lack of, of having the right thought or the mindset, then a person, what will make them quit is if they don't have the resources in their mind, they tell themselves they need resources. And the last, and the last piece is, is situational, which is what we and you have been focusing on mostly on this interview is life circumstances. So we're talking about timing. Oh, people say I'm too young. Some people say I'm too old. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, t- we're talking about failure. Oh, I failed at that. I tried and I failed. Or And, and the last one is, is comfort, man. A lot of people, it, it's, you're living a comfort life. You're living a comfortable life already. You know, and that was one of the things that, you know, I really, really uh, almost <laughs> kept me because I'm like, it kept me from stepping out in entrepreneurship. I'm like, I'm already in a, I'm in a comfortable neighborhood. I got a nice house. I got a nice car. My kids are fine. I don't want for anything. I got a comfortable life, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. why am I going to go out and cause all this stress on myself when I'm already comfortable? But, you know, so there's, there's, that's how I kind of frame out those kind of three kind of areas that, you know, keep people from pursuing their dreams. And it's whatever dream it may be. It may not also may not always be going into business. It may be, you know, like you said, any anything that you want to do. That's how I kind of look at it. What keeps people from from living their dream? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, with that being said, the fact that you stepped out of that comfortable life and went and took that leap of faith and started your own businesses. Tell us about your business. Let's get deep into your business. What do you do? And your books, and tell us more about Persist. When it would, when will it be published, and when, where can we get it? Okay, awesome. So my company, uh, just my name, Seemly Junior Companies, and it's it's all about personal development. So I started off speaking, so offering um, speaking services, and so I speak primarily right now to organizations, associations, and institutions, universities um, about persistence. So I've kind of carved off a niche in the marketplace for myself as the persistence coach. So I offer speaking services. Um, and then from the speaking services, I decided, Hey, 
I can only I can only speak to a certain amount of people at a certain amount of time. I need to develop some sort of product that could I could scale, right? Something that could go out multiple times where I wouldn't have to be there every single time. And so that's when I started creating products. So I have books. I've written two books. Persist is my new one. I'll talk about that one uh, in a sec. Um, and I also have online courses. So I have online courses where I teach specific things. So um, the one course that I just released is a purpose-focused formula course, and it's teaching people how to find their purpose and how to live that. So I've got the speaking. I've got the products. Uh, the next piece, I also have events. So I have an Impact, Purpose, and Destiny seminar that I put on every year, and that brings people, like-minded people together where I, I teach them about physiology, psychology, and basically – how to position themselves so that they can live the life that they want. So those are the three revenue streams in the company right now. And the highest level is, is coaching. I have a few, few coaching clients because it's very, very time intensive, um, but just coaching one-on-one with, with entrepreneurs and young people trying to help them get what they want. Excellent, excellent. And now Persist, the new book that you have coming out. Absolutely. So Persist how to Beat the Things That Make Us Quit. It's going to be released in September. Um, I'm going to open up pre-orders this month, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, um, what I'm doing right now is uh, the book released in September. I have an online co- companion course. So it's a video course, and it breaks down every chapter. So every chapter is an excuse that people have told themselves or that have convinced themselves that have made them quit. So I've talked about a couple of them. It's fear, self-doubt. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. I don't know how uh, my circumstances aren't right. Um, And so each chapter I debunk from a research standpoint of grit. So grit's the buzz research word. So I did a lot of research on grit. And I say from a grit standpoint, what's the psychological research say? How do you keep going in the face of this? And then each chapter has a set of exercises for you to grow in that specific area. So if you're uh, uh, talked about a little one earlier, if you're fearful, if you have fear, fear is one of them. Say fear of, uh, of embarrassment is one of them. I've got exercises in there that will help you overcome that fear of embarrassment. Um, and uh, so each chapter has exercises. So, yeah, so it'll be out in September Super, super excited about it. And for everybody that pre-orders, I'm going to give them the companion online course um, if they pre-order the book. And I'll give you, I'll send you out a link, and we can figure out what, what link we want. I'm thinking just Clarence Lee Jr. forward slash, uh, what do you want to do, Mogul Motivation? We can do that. Okay, perfect. So that's what we'll do. That'll be the, that'll be the link. And uh, book online course and I'll enter everybody into a raffle. I'm giving away two VIP tickets to impact purpose and destiny seminar, um, in September in Philadelphia. So that'll be the offer. So they can go, go to the website and, uh, check out the offer and, uh, hopefully they will be pre-order. Uh, they'll, they'll come in and pre-order the book. That's amazing. And I, I really like how each chapter in your book, you're basically, um, addressing the fears that people, you know, have, um, and a lot of the things you named are the things I hear every day from people when yeah. it comes to chasing their dreams and entrepreneurship. And running from it would not save you. So I feel like that's a very great angle to take, basically attacking it head on, making the person address it and face it instead of running from it. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. basically working to get over that because that's really what it all comes down to. Um, 
We all have to just face our fears. We can't run from it because it's not going to save you. And we just need to tackle it. We have to wrestle with it and we have to tackle it and we have to get over it. It's just that simple. The sooner, the sooner you're able to address um, whatever flawed thinking that you've got in your brain, whatever lie that you've convinced yourself of why you can quit, the sooner you address that, the more actualization you're going to be able to bring to your life. And so that's what I've realized in my life through my journey is, one, I, 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 I thought I could do it <laughs> to become a doc, but I was always unsure, right? And, and so I'm, I'm always going after it. And yes, hey, I'm going and I'm going and I'm going, I'm going. I think I can do it. I think I can do it. Let me get myself better. Let me get better. Let me try harder. Let me try harder. But there's no guarantee along the way. And so that, that kind of mental resolve and attacking what you fear, going right after it. You know, if it's an admissions committee that, you know, has denied me, well, go right after them and figure out, go and talk to them. Go down and sit down and talk to them, right? These are some of the things that I did. Call them up on the phone and see how you can improve, right? But a lot of people may say, oh, well, you know, they're nervous about having those kind of uncomfortable conversations. But yes, I agree 100%. The sooner you can start a fear curriculum in your life, because we all have fears, you can get outside of that fear box and that's where your destiny is. Would you suggest, like from your opinion, based off your journey, for students in medical school, dental school, law school, would you suggest that they should find some type of side hustle with their passion that could definitely complement their professional services? Well, it, it just is for me... It, it just depends on what you want to do. And so for, I, I, I just do exactly what you want to do. And so for me, my mom was a nurse. She introduced me to medicine really early. And so medicine was pretty much all I knew. And so I was always competitive, always was, you know, I wanted to be the best. And for me, the world that I was in, the doctor was the man. And so that was the vision that I said, I was, if I want to be the man, I want to be the doctor, right? And so that's what I had framed myself as what success was going to be. But <laughs> I didn't understand business, mm -hmm. okay? When I went to business school, my eyes were opened. So now I say, well, I'm a doctor, yeah. But you know what? There's a CEO that's got five thousand doctors working for him so there's a person that has created an entity a company there's an entrepreneur that has made a business that now employs five thousand docs so then i'm like wow well the quote-unquote man the man is the entrepreneur the man is the business owner the yes, man sir. is the person that brings the value to the marketplace right um and so i said well you know what that's the person that has the ultimate freedom. And now I say, well, what do I want to do? Right. And so that's what I encourage people. Just don't, don't, don't sugarcoat it. Don't water it down. What is the all stars aligned, perfect weather, sunny day? What do you want to do? And it's that vision. It's that vision that I push people toward and, 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 and don't allow compromise. If you're going to compromise on something, I tell people this all the time. If you're going to compromise on something, compromise on the fact that they didn't have the mustard today 
on your burger, so you're gonna get the burger without the mustard. That is a compromise, mm-hmm. okay? But don't compromise for your life. So don't compromise for your life saying, oh, this didn't work out the first time, this didn't work out the second time, so I'm gonna compromise for my entire life. I really wanna do this. I'm really passionate about this, but you know what, it's too hard. I'm really passionate about this, but I don't have any money. I'm really passionate about this, but I don't know how to do it. Or I'm really passionate about this, but I I feel like I'm too young. People are going to laugh at me, right? I don't want you to compromise for your entire life. Just got to make it happen. It's just that simple. Powerful words, Dr. Lee. So how can we contact you? How can everybody listening out there get in contact with you, follow you, stay in tune with everything you have going on with the CM Lee Junior Companies, the book, all of this? So ClarenceLeeJr.com is my website. So you can just check me out at ClarenceLeeJr.com. Uh, I am CM Lee Jr. on all the social media platforms. So Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, CM Lee Jr. is my handle. And I would love to connect with folks. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, for all the folks that, uh, that come through on the pre-order, pre-order check out the website. I've got, I've got tons of bonuses for you guys. Perfect. Uh, anything else you would like to say? Any final words of encouragement to all the aspiring entrepreneurs out there? I would, um, I, and I share this a lot, but I would, I would say two things. Um, absolutely dream big and don't give up too early. So absolutely, like I said, go after exactly what you want. I'm real big on vision boards. Create yourself a vision board. All stars align. Do not compromise. And don't give up too early. If it's a worthy cause, if it's a worthy mission, then it deserves your full, all-out effort. And then the last thing I'll say from a leadership standpoint, because all entrepreneurs, as you build your company, you're going to start bringing on staff, whether it's a virtual assistant, whether it's a uh, you know a personal assistant or administrative assistant. No matter how high you go, always make sure that you can relate to the little guy. Always make sure you can relate to the person that's doing the grunt work or that's doing the, 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 the cleaning the floors or whatever. Always make sure you can relate to that person because that person fits in the big scheme of making things work. So no matter how high you get, it doesn't matter if I'm in a hospital, I'm in a doctor, and it doesn't matter how high you get, always be able to relate to that small person because it's inspiring that small person that you make the biggest impact. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode of Mogul Motivation, Monday Conversation. Thank you for tuning in. So until next week, let's continue to work. Let's imagine reality and let's make it happen. Sir. Sure.